Disclaimer, the home arcade console hobbyist and the content herein is for entertainment purposes only. None of the content should be used as professional advice. The content may be considered inappropriate. Consumer discretion is advised. Every 28 days, I look back on the industry and the community surrounding our home arcade consoles. This is the last 28. The Reach. In The Reach, I reach out for outside takes on what has happened in the past 28 days. Today, I have with me Adam, a streamer and legacy member of Michigan's video game retail industry and Michigan's FGC and Nick, one half of the longest-running independent video game store in 50 miles. On to our first topic. Right now, there is a general inability to find a PlayStation 5 to purchase due to supply and scalping issues. Not true for finding and purchasing an Xbox Series system. I want to know which system you would purchase at this point and why. I, I'll tell you right now, I wouldn't purchase either. They can both kiss my fucking grits. Uh, because the Nintendo Switch is the superior console. Wow. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, the, there's better games on it. Everything else is just a bunch of, like, bland-ass hype train bullshit right now. Like, there's not good games on either of those consoles, if you ask me. Not anything that's worth going through all the hell that you gotta go through to get a console. <laughs> not yet, anyways. We hit me up when Gran Turismo hits, which is coming out on PS4 anyway, so I kinda don't give a shit again. You know, like, but right now, I don't feel like there's anything on those platforms that's worth, like, tripping over. I feel like I share the same sentiment, uh, especially after getting a PC and playing any title that I want on the PC. It's really made consoles obsolete for me, so I feel like the whole argument between the two, I'm, like, above it now, you know? And I ain't stuck in the console generation anymore. But... If I had to choose, I would choose the Xbox because just purely out of loyalty. It's what I've always played, and I would I would feel weird switching to a PlayStation, especially at this point in my life as a grown-ass man. You know, I'm an Xbox guy. All my friends are Xbox guys. Would you go with the Series S, the $300 version, or the Series X, the $500 version? See, that's a weird question because that's... I've never really understood what the difference is. Uh, is it technically the same generation console? One's yes. just... Yeah, one's is. got a disk drive, the other doesn't have a disk drive. They will both have the same software available to the systems. The Series S has less power, so your modes in performance, you're going to get less frames. In quality, you're going to get lower resolution, but that's not something that most people that may not have a 4k tv have to worry about go for the budget version i would see I, if if i was gonna get something i would always get something with a drive uh surely because uh when i again like i'm a huge physical media proponent but also something to consider is that uh often digital games will remain at full price fucking indefinitely Games will sit at 60 or $70 for a long time. When you can go get a physical for like 25 20 bucks sometimes, it's like, why the fuck wouldn't I just go buy the physical one? Why would I pay out the ass for a digital version where I don't actually own anything? So you're kind of, you're bringing up the point that 
uh, physical copies can be sold at used prices. But precisely, yeah. yeah, I can, I I can enjoy that. a game for a, a lot lower budget than if I were to do digital. Otherwise, digital stuff, it's like you got to pray that something's going to go on sale. And then, yeah, even like Nintendo's probably the worst at it with their first party titles. Their shit stays full price forever. Like, even when they do their. It, it, I don't even think they've done it for Switch yet, but there is no like greatest hits for Switch. It's not like before where Nintendo would put out the player's choice games and they'd be cheap. Now it's just like, no. Super Mario Odyssey, I'm pretty sure, is still bare minimum $45 new. That game's been out for fucking years. You know, I can't even imagine you guys being in, like, a state of new game despair, because I have recently fallen into one. But my my interests are, like, so singular when you guys just play, like, everything. But yet, yet you still think no games are out. That's sad shit. I don't know. I installed Halo Infinite. I'll admit it. Like, I've okay, I bought Game Pass for PC, and I gotta say, like, I kind of hate Microsoft. Like, I'm kind of not into their, like, let's buy everybody ever with our giant war chest of money. Uh, but dude, Game Pass, seriously, whoever fucking came up with that idea and executed it the way they did deserves all the money. Like, it is so genius. There is so much value on that. Seriously, it's the only reason why I think Microsoft is kind of running away from Sony right now, is Game Pass. Getting back to PlayStation, is the $70 price tag for new games a major deal breaker for you? Or are you of the opinion that you can just pick it up used later for much cheaper and it's not a big deal? You know, if we're talking like physical media and stuff, I mean, hey... I mean, we all know back in the day, like, you know, at one point we were paying 70 plus for games, man. There were Super Nintendo games that were like 90, you know, it depended on how many, how much, how much, uh, you know, technology is going into your cart, you know? So like there was a time and place where $70 was the norm for some stuff, you know, now it being just sort of this like industry standard. I mean, like, you know, one disc is the same as another now. It's not like, you know, we're talking about they're adding ROM chips and shit to it and like, onboard type storage uh but i don't know man if it gets much past this i i might become like an exclusively used guy you know my my thing with the uh prices of titles these days is that it, if the game involves uh microtransactions or not hmm. like i will and also like uh, if they're going to come out with updates and and dlcs that i have to pay for i would gladly pay 70 80 bucks for a title if that was it and i could play it for years you know but most of these games you have to in order to thrive or like have the most fun in them there's all these microtransactions and then you're paying 30 bucks for the next dlc um I don't like that trend. That's that's what I don't like. Yeah, I don't like the season pass. No. Fuck that shit. That sucks. You, we just keep repeatedly paying for your game, basically. You give me a free game, and I'll... You give me a free-to-play game, and then I'll buy a battle pass. Mm-hmm. I might buy yeah. some skins, you know? Like the current model for Halo. Yeah. Yeah. Or, I am. I think it's great, you know, honestly, like, to just... It's really smart, because, you know, you make it free-to-play, and then everybody's going to play your game. The one problem they're running into with Infinite right now is a lack of, like, meaningful content updates. Uh, but uh, rumor is, is they're, they're about to round the corner on some stuff, so there'll be some new shit in there, because player count's been dropping like crazy on it, I guess. Uh, 
but yeah, you know, it's smart. You know, you make the game free. You you know, you throw in some some non-advantageous paid stuff and it's real smart, man. You know, you can pay to look cool if you want to look cool. You can spend money like one time. Like I'm that kind of guy. I'll spend money like one time, buy something cool looking and then just stick with it. You know? Yeah, I'm that guy until the ne- the next week until some other cool skin rolls through the shop that I got to have. <laughs> I've probably spent like 200 plus dollars on Realm Royale, like the free game that doesn't ever get updated anymore. <laughs> Well, I'm I thought just, the devs came back to that one, though. They they did. They hired a little team. Uh, we're expecting our first update in, like, two months. Nice. Okay. There's a couple bug fixes. I'm still holding out in hope, though, that I could become, like, like the game picks back up, and then I get I could get paid to play it or some shit. <laughs> I do love that little game. Let's talk about Indie-itis. It started with Steam, and now console stores are filled with titles made by small teams. The once charm of being different is quickly becoming commonplace. Do we need less indie titles? Nick, I'd like to start with you. Yeah, you know, I got I, I you know, I do have I do have some opinions about this and that I feel like uh there I feel like there's like there really is like an oversaturation and I think partly because game development has become so user-friendly that it's actually really not that hard if you really wanted to put together a like a fairly playable game you could do so with a one-man team like a la stardew valley um you know uh one thing i'll say is uh there are so many indie game creators that there are like these subcurrents of trends inside indie games now where it's like you know like you see a lot of them who want to rock that like nes and no farther type like tech you know and it's like for me i feel like those games i feel like people make those just because they're fucking incredibly easy to make you know, you don't have to do, have much artistic talent to knock out like NES graphics that look okay. Uh, you know, the music itself is like all all you have to do is be able to put together something that like slaps with a beat and then like the rest just sounds like chip tunes, you know, and like I feel like I feel like I look for deeper, more interesting mechanics in indie games in order to find things that are actually worth playing. Because if I see one more Metroidvania, I'm going to scream. I'm going to fucking scream. There's so many, you know, and everybody wants to be Dark Souls. Everybody wants to be Souls-like, as they call it, where it's like your difficulty is just like dumb, dumb level. Like, God, you know, why? I I, just, I don't know. I don't understand. Well, I think it's just kind of like... Uh... It's just kind of like how no one makes any new music anymore. It's all, it's all been done. Yep. I've been I've played it all. Um, and the only experience I really have with indie games is like when I'm desperate for ga- a new game and I search Steam and I just go down the huge list of all these bullshit games that I've never heard of, <clears throat> and they all do seem very similar. But they're like within that there's always a diamond in the rough you know i feel like there always has to be that type of uh environment for uh the diamond to emerge and one i've discovered um in the past year is enter the gungeon you guys gungeon yet it's yeah in, i got it's, that on switch dude dude it's in, it's an incredible game really you good know game. that's emerged from that th- from that dust I, I just found one i, I don't know if it's considered an indie game uh, but it's the one I'm playing now called The Black Masses. 
And I like, I just literally was desperately searching for shit. I Googled, I was Googling like swords and castles game, like all kinds of dumb shit. And I, I Googled medieval zombie apocalypse game. And it's that I found like the perfect game, you know? Um, and it's just like this medieval island with this great aesthetic with like a hundred thousand zombies on it. And it's pretty basic shit, but it's spooky and, and, you know, it's just like another diamond in the rough that you found that you never heard of. I feel like there's a, a pretty big curation problem, too, that goes on is that, like, a lot of stores, like, they have, like, a basic set of criteria for you to, like, clear the gates. And then it's like, yeah, fucking put your shit up, bud. Who cares? You know, so, like, there's a lot of especially like steam specifically, there's a lot of shovelware on there where it's like, all it is is for people to get steam achievements and raise their steam levels and get trading cards and farm trading cards and stuff. Uh, where, I mean, there's a game that I can't remember what game it was, but there's a game where when you start it, you get an achievement just for starting the game. And then you get an achievement for starting a new game and you get an achievement for literally like every action that you take. And it's like, dude, I remember when you could go and you could look through like I remember when they used to do steam green light and I wish they would keep with I wish they would have kept with that because at least you've got the court of public opinion on your side. Then, you know, like people can dive in and say, OK, this looks interesting. Let me give it a thumbs up. This doesn't look interesting. Let me skip it. But well, now they, they don't even do that light. either way. Yeah, they 86 that. And I thought that was a, I thought that was a real tragedy because it was like, again, you know, it was like there's less curation now. And that sucks because there is such a huge amount that you need curation, man. There is a, a huge value to that, you know, and it's everyone's guilty of it. I mean, have you seen the Nintendo eShop? God, shovelware are us, man. Come on. Fucking clock simulator. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> clock simulator. Wild shit, man. Let's talk about the two elephants in the room. Microsoft buying Activision Blizzard, and the exclusive partnership between Twitch and PlayStation. Nick, as a vocal opponent of Activision Blizzard in general, do you think Phil Spencer is going to be a positive influence on the direction of Activision Blizzard? What would you like to see in their future? I'd like I'd like to see what's going to happen, which is they're just going to dump his ass. They don't need him anymore. They're just going to they're just going to shove a few million dollars at minimum in his hands and say, go retire. You're bad for fucking PR, bud. Oh, Bobby Kotick, the leader of uh, yeah, Bobby Kotick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I think there's good things abound. I'm really hoping that we will see uh, specifically World of Warcraft become a thing that's included with game pass because that right there is like a perfect storm of like if you think about how many people are already on game pass and to be able to play a monthly game for free as part of it especially something as like broadly noteworthy as world of warcraft i think if they do that man they are just going to be on top of the world adam you have been noticed for fostering a positive community while playing World of Warcraft. You have had stints in Black Ops and Warzone, but you have since made a pretty clear break with Activision Blizzard. Do you think that this purchase is a positive thing for the communities and streaming? Will you be returning to Activision 
or Blizzard games? Hmm. If there was one that interested me coming out, sure. Um, I feel like I feel like the whole like ban on Activision Blizzard didn't really amount to anything. Like all their dirty deeds were already exposed, and n- nothing happened by you know people stopped playing that game. Um, maybe a whole bunch of behind the scenes shit. Maybe that's what's the there's a catalyst for Microsoft buying them. Uh, but I just, I don't know. I was kind of expecting like, uh, some type of like monumental burning to the ground to happen to that company when all this stuff was going down and nothing really did. It just kind of went away. Mm. So um, I kind of have a defeatist attitude about the whole thing. Really? And do I think what's that? Honestly, I feel like it's probably in Activision Blizzard's best interest to get bought up by Microsoft right now. I mean, yeah. they, were, they were definitely, I mean, yeah, I agree with you. I don't think a lot really happened. You know, not really a lot came from it, you know, but uh, they were still wounded for sure. Mm-hmm. Maybe that explains why Call of Duty is such a bad game. Like right now, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I, I hear about Call of Duty all the time now, just because of some streamers I watch and stuff. And um, I guess it, I guess in like a whole big picture thing, it kind of makes sense why their, their games are all falling apart right now. Yeah. And I mean, Warzone was such a huge game um, and it blew my mind that they couldn't do anything about the cheaters and the reasons why they were ruining the game or the game was being ruined. But uh, it would be interesting to see what happens with that franchise or what their next uh, step in like the battle royale genre would be. Um, because I hear they're making a big push, like even the players and the community are making a push for them to not release uh, new renditions of like the game every year of the Call of Duty games. So it'll be interesting to see what happens under new leadership. Cause I was really feeling like they were pushing the genre in a good direction until their stuff started falling apart. Finally, as streaming is a part of our community, let's talk about PlayStation paying for an exclusive partnership with Twitch. Twitch is already growing a reputation for being anti-growth for new unorthodox streamers and being geared towards making successful streamers more successful. Twitch also seems to be moving further away from gaming and further into an OnlyFans launcher. With PlayStation paying for exclusive integration features, will this give an edge to PlayStation? Or will this further divide the viewer base and hurt small streamers? Nick, would you abandon OBS and only stream PlayStation content if it gave you more access to viewers? Not unless you got a gun. Uh, because I'm sorry, I'll be on this PC streaming till the day I fucking die. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like streaming from a console sounds like a nightmare. That sounds like the shittiest time ever. And it's like, maybe if all I cared to do was just have like a little like webcam square of me in the corner while I play games, you know, I guess, but like, let's be real here. I'm more, I'm much more into production value than you could ever hope to accomplish on a console. So yeah, you won't be finding me there uh, anytime ever. Adam, you started streaming on Mixer. So you've had some experience with a streaming service that is integrated into the console. Would you go back to Mixer if that was an option? Uh, no, I'm, I'm with Nick on this one. Uh, 
OBS is just like too powerful. It's too integrated. Um, it's all about production value. You're right. I did stream on Mixer off of an Xbox, and all I had was a tiny little, um, tiny little corner with my picture on it. And there, there's software you can download to make your stream prettier and add effects to it uh, while streaming from a console, but it's not interactive like OBS is. You know, you need the power right at your fingertips to change overlays, to change scenes. Um, if you want that production value. So even if they do have exclusive things with PlayStation, you're, you're not going to take anyone away from their OBS. It's just, uh, it's like home for streamers, you know? OBS is like God tier important. Like yeah. really it is. Uh, I, I've never met something. I've never used, or I should say, I've never used anything that has been so adaptable and connectable and interchangeable like obs is an incredible platform i mean i've got my stream deck over here so i can i can switch scenes i can run ads i can start a timer countdown i can play sound effects and this is all connected in to obs and like i mean it i don't think enough could ever be said about how much you can do with obs free it's free too it's it really is incredible it's incredible. It's almost like a, a universe creating tool if you used it right. You know, you tune. I'm not. You tune into my stream, and I feel like at least I feel like I'm in my own gaming universe. You know, with all of the shit that I've created around my uh, my persona and stuff. And you can't have that without OBS. It, it it's a free software that gives you the ability to do anything to broadcast in any way you want. It's awesome. Would either of you leave Twitch for YouTube or Facebook gaming? If Twitch started prioritizing PlayStation streamers on the front page or in searches, not really because I don't net a whole lot from like searches and stuff, you know, like I do my own networking via discord, mostly for streaming, you know, honestly, like, Twitch already had a discoverability problem like before before laser or I ever showed up. They had a discoverability problem for years at this point. So I don't know. I find the only thing that ever nets me any like new odd viewers is when I play like a new game or especially like a niche game every now and then I'll just get somebody sauntering and who's like, holy shit, you're playing this. But I look, all that information is available to you as a Twitch streamer, like where your where your views come from. Um, like literally you can track every bit of your traffic uh, on the backside of Twitch. Uh, and I looked and I yeah, I don't get shit from searches. I don't get any of that stuff like that, especially for like a small guy like me. Like it's not that important. I don't think anything would change if they decided uh, to go that route. And I don't know that it would upset me that much anyways, because honestly, I, I don't care. I, I care more about just being able to remain in full creative control of my little weird show that I make, you know. And as long as nothing in regards to that changes, we're good. You know, I don't need them. I'll yeah. say it like that. It's like, I don't need them. That's the, it's my sentiments exactly as well. Don't take away the ability for me to make my own product and we're fine. Um, because I don't get in, I don't get discovered from searches or anything like that. I'm not big enough. If I was bigger that, you know, we're not even in the realm where the recognition matters. The only way you're going to find me is if you're like looking for somebody playing realm Royale 
or you know a game that I'm playing. And it'll it's just the way that I do is like I see a game I'm interested in, I search for it and I look who's streaming it and I say, "Oh, that guy looks cool," you know, or okay. For that case, let's say somebody goes onto Twitch and searches Realm Royale, and what they see because of integration between Twitch and PlayStation is page after page of PlayStation players first. Would you leave them? I don't think so. Not not unless not not at my level. Not at my level because I really like Nick said, I like stream to make my show. And I like to make content from my show. Um if it was hurting me financially, like that would be one thing, but I'd barely make any money streaming anyways. So um, as long as I could make like highlights and little edits out of my show, I'm okay with, cause my little community is already here. You know, Mm-mm. it's, Same. it's, yeah. it's, it's not enough to bounce. Yeah. I feel like, uh, I don't know. I feel like things are different, you know, for people who are like, you know, Twitch partners and shit where they got like 75 plus people watching them on average. It's like, we're talking like a different universe from like what what Adam and I do. Like ours our streams are like intimate. Like you can come in, you can say some shit in chat and like you will get like an immediate like response. Whereas it's like if you've got I mean shit, you've even got like 50 plus people watching and people chatting and it's impossible for the streamer to keep up with chat very easily. Uh it's totally different, you know? Way less of a hangout vibe and way much, way more of like, oh, you're watching like somebody perform, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I I often think about that shit, too, because I would like to be a bigger streamer. I would like to make a career or just uh, a fucking nice chunk of bonus money off of this. But that involves a bigger audience. You know, it involves like a lot more interactions on your social. It involves a whole other tier of like, I don't know, persona that uh i don't know if it would change it for me or not you know it, it, i might not like it if i had to yeah that's an interact with such a huge crowd yeah like the times that i've had like a lot of people drop in on me when i've got like a big raid or something and the chat starts popping off i start not having as good a time because i'm just trying <laughs> to keep up with people and it's like i can't even play games and manage to like keep up with chat at all people trying to be getting my attention and like it'll be just like whoop bye and then it's like okay then i have to stop what i'm doing and go back and catch up on chat and be a real pain in the ass at this point yeah when i get raids and stuff i don't know i don't get the i don't get the nerves anymore about it i'm just like hey what up everybody anybody who says hi to me in chat i try to acknowledge them you know luckily for me lately every time i get raided we're doing something chill like we're watching like 90s commercials or something and it's like really easy for me to just like look at chat i can just sit there and look right at chat i don't need to watch the 90s commercials I watch them all in my spare time already. <laughs> you know, I do like I do like the aesthetic of your stream. It's pretty dope. Oh, thanks, man. You know, I'm I'm working on it. I don't know. I'm I think I'm thinking it's about time for like a shake up, though. Okay, I'm hearing a lot about community. If your community members had asked you, "Hey, can you play more on PlayStation because of these extra features?" Would you incorporate more PlayStation playtime? into your streams and just side by side with the PC and OBS. Nope. I love, I love my, I love my community and everything, but at the end of the day, if they think they're going to steer the ship even a little bit, they're so fucking wrong. No one can control me. (laughs) You you, you gotta be like that though. For real. You gotta be like that. 
if everybody was like, oh, why don't you why don't you stream from like PlayStation? You got one, blah, 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 blah. I'll be like, I don't know. I like doing I like doing it on OBS more. Uh, I like the control that I have here. And it's like, if you want to see me play a PlayStation game, I will hook my PlayStation up to my computer and play it through OBS, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I used to what I, I used to play Xbox games um while streaming on a pc and what i would do is i would just uh cast the xbox to a monitor and i would capture that monitor like it's all just fucking yeah. so diluted and how to get it to actually stream it um but i mean i don't really think any of this stuff will actually even be a thing like the fact like i was just saying a, a while ago the fact that console wars are still a thing is is hilarious and so like it's like fucking primordial, man. It's just the PC is the power hub for gaming and streaming, and no console is ever going to beat it. PC master race, man. I'm a con- I'm a convert, dude. Yeah, until your graphics card takes a shit. <laughs> you got to spend like eight hundred bucks on a new one. Yeah, yeah. Don't put yeah, that you know fucking might- juju on me. What I'm hearing is that Nick isn't too concerned about growth, but Adam is still very interested in growth and growing his channel. So Adam, what I'm wondering if you specifically would take the opportunity to grow that channel if it meant playing on PlayStation 5 some of the time and then going back to PC. Is that worth it to you? If I was getting paid, you know, really, like there's got to be a motivator. Um, I wouldn't do it for my audience, just like Nick said, because A, I don't like fucking people telling me what to do. Uh, B, you can't let someone else steer your ship, you know? Uh, but, uh, if there was like some type of direct monetary, uh, advantage, that would be the only reason. Here, here. I actually, yeah. I actually will, will join Laser in that. Like, if it was like a matter of like, I could earn like, even like a couple hundred bucks a month or something, I could be, I could be bought. <laughs> Let's just say it like that. I can be bought. <laughs> okay. So are we talking about if PlayStation's integration with Twitch does all the things you need it to do as far as improves discoverability, improves community outreach, improves monetization, you would switch over to PlayStation or are we saying that PlayStation would actually have to directly pay you or twitch would have to pay you to do it or who's paying me is if somebody's if if they if they want to like offer that themselves rather than like twitch themselves uh whatever i mean i don't know like again it would have to be one of those things where it's like it'd have to be actually happening for me to really even come up with like a decision but based on the aquarian nature of my decision making uh you know, like, I don't know, I, I, I've, I, I'm a little too rock and roll for, you know, getting shoehorned. And I know Laser's the same way. We're, like, way too fucking rock and roll to, like... Oh, I'm a fucking rebel, bro. Yeah, yeah, man, we are, like, we are, we're, we're kind of out there, like we are. We're weird streamers, and it's fucking awesome, and that's what makes us awesome. But that's the thing, is, like, you know, I mean, I could be, I could go and do that, like, you know crowd pleaser bullshit you know and do all the things all the popular guys do and blah 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 ain't into that that ain't me you know i'm i'm going to be authentic no matter what and you know if people want to steer me in a direction that's like not authentic i'm not super down with that but then again you know somebody's throwing enough money at me i'm like i might listen yeah no i'm getting to the point to where 
like I still love streaming because I'm playing games anyways. And I, I like, like we said, I was just like messing around on OBS. Um, it's, it's a lot of fun. And then you got, I got these regulars that come in whenever I stream. So I'm always guaranteed to like see a handful of virtual buds. Uh, oh, yeah. it's, it's a great time, but there's, I'm starting to wonder where the point comes to where I like prioritize, uh, monetization or turn in at least a little bit of a profit. You know, like I hate the idea of asking for subs or fucking bits or donations or any of that. Like, I don't think I would can, I don't think I could I, stomach doing that. I try, I try not to, but like sometimes like I, I'll, I usually try to have like a sub goal that way. If anybody is feeling like, you know, throwing down, I'll usually have like a little something somewhere about it. Like, you know, I'm just trying to, I usually make it real, like easy breezy. Like right now I'm trying to get 50 subscriptions between now and like the end of April, you know? So that's not a lot per stream when you look at it, you know, that's like one here or there, you know? And maybe I'll I'll hit that. See, that's like a, the subathons. Um, you see some of these streamers. I I, I watch this, uh, or I kind of keep tabs on the streamer Rora Pickles. She's like a, a they, her and her boyfriend do these like cooking shows. But she did an uncapped subathon, Ooh. and she's been going for like a month now. Mm-hmm. And you know that's a point to where like I couldn't do that because I have a family, but yeah. like that's almost like your audience controlling your life, and I think it's like kind of really toxic and it's like gross to see. Like as long as she's having fun, that's one thing. But I guarantee you, when they're fucking off camera, they're like, I just wish this fucking subathon would end, you know? <laughs> and like, yeah. and then they well, got to turn around, get right back on camera, and like be cool with their audience. But um, I that's just another. Uh, I think we're a little off topic about the PlayStation thing here. We're just like yeah. talking about making money and shit. But well, I mean, you know, it all ties in. You know, I uh, I just uh, I met a, a local guy recently who is doing an uncapped subathon. Uh, his uh, his Twitch handle is Floppy Jimmy, <laughs> and uh, he was doing an uncapped subathon that I think got to thirty eight days yeah, before he stopped. And it was I at one point I was like almost in his chat, like for the love of fucking God, will you guys stop? Stop <laughs> doing this to this guy. You are look at this. You are killing him. They would let him get to like a minute left and then somebody would bomb him out and in, in by like 15 fucking hours. And it's just like, dude, when you've got a camera on you when you're sleeping, that's fucked up, man. It's it, it's all just like it's so uh, it's like making your community like you know no one's obligated to watch you, but you know people are fucking popping in and watching your fucking mm-hmm. sleep stream and shit. And I just think the whole thing has got this really toxic uh, connotation to it. And it's but like another thing is like man. you can't do that every month. You know, you do one oh. uncapped subathon and you go for a fucking month and you make like five thousand dollars or some shit. Like that's cool, but that doesn't mean you're you're gonna lose eighty percent of those subs at you know at least. Oh, minimum. You know, yeah, because no one's well, gonna most recur. Most of them are gift subs. Let's be real. Yeah. Here. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like these, like like spread out gift subs everywhere. That's why I was asking because it seems to me like the Twitch integration with PlayStation isn't really going to benefit PlayStation at all because here's two streamers who already don't like the way Twitch does streaming. 
it sounds like instead of asking for subscriptions or donations or bits, you would much rather just be able to have an advertiser, a sponsor, pop in and put up an ad, and then you get paid directly from that instead of harassing people and doing that part of it. Well, yeah, you know, like, I'll put it like this. Like, if YouTube could get the community part down and the, uh, like, the donation game that Twitch has, which is, like, fucking amazing. That's one thing Twitch has a great handle on is the donations. If YouTube could get a handle on that and basically, I hate to say it, but just become kind of a little bit more like Twitch in that regard, uh... I would jump ship, man. I know a lot of people who have jumped ship to uh, YouTube streaming, but it ain't there yet, at least not for me. And I'm definitely not one of the people who's strong enough to go be like a pioneer on that because, you know, a lot of times it's like you got to show up with some sort of pre-installed fan base. And it's like everybody I know is heavy on Twitch and that's it. I've known a few people who have made the the transition, but only like more famous people. You know, but if they could get their donation game straightened out and make their community features a little bit more tight, like, you know, having like good profile pages and everything like that, uh, I would probably I'd probably ditch Twitch. I hate to say it. I mean, I'm wearing a fucking Twitch hoodie right now. Fucking uh, sellout, dude. I have a feeling like Twitch is not going to be the long term platform. Probably not even for me, Uh because once once YouTube gets its game kind of unsquirreled a little bit or like they add more features, uh, I don't know. There's going to come a time and point where I'm going to like probably consider like switching. Well, I think that's exactly how Twitch runs right now. If, it you're, is. if you're affiliated, um, they run 30 second ads on your stream and like it, it amounts to nothing. You know, the only advertisement worth, that's worth a damn is like a sponsorship. Honestly, I'm gonna, pull up, I'm gonna pull up my stats right now, real quick, yeah. and tell you just how much I got paid from ads. Probably like okay. 80, 86 cents. This oh past my month. god, I don't even think it's that much. Two dollars. No, 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 no. Here we go. Here we go. Are you ready, gentlemen? Twenty-two cents. <laughs> Man, I stream yeah. all the fucking time. Okay. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's it's it amounts to like nothing. Yeah, I think. The, yeah, I think the only thing is if a play the whole PlayStation integration is just titles. You know, exclusive titles, which uh, has never been a concern for me, really. Yeah. yeah Honestly, so, if, if Twitch would just cut us a little bit more in on the ad revenue, I'd be way happier with that. Okay. What if PlayStation 5 streamers did have increased ad revenue? Yo, I think Micah works for PlayStation now or some shit. And he's just trying to get us both to convert. I'm smelling some, I'm smelling some shill he's like, here. Like, no, no, guys, but what if? What if? <laughs> I wish I've made less than twenty-two cents doing this stuff. Um, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to present a fair case, trying to figure out if PlayStation and their deal with Twitch and this integration, which I'm sure they've paid a lot of money for, makes sense. And for me talking to you to two streamers it seems like it doesn't make sense and that nobody will be switching to playstation because of the integration but i need to think of reasons why no uh, pc gaming and streaming is is end game desires 
You know what I mean? If anything, I didn't even know that this deal with PlayStation and Twitch happened, but it really seems like there was some behind the scenes war and fucking Amazon was like, well, well, Microsoft is doing this. We need to get on Sony, you know, like it just seems like people were grabbing up um, like investments or something, you know, grabbing up partnerships while they were available. And this is what how the cookies crumbled. Honestly, I if I were Sony, I wouldn't have fucking done that. I really wouldn't have done that. I really feel like that was a poor decision on their part. Uh, I feel like they're going to gain nothing from it other than uh, probably some sideways uh, articles about it right now. And then it's going to amount to nothing. And it's going to be basically just like probably millions of dollars in the toilet. Yeah. And I I always thought that like uh, there were laws against creating monopolies in business, but it really seems like, you know, like Microsoft owns like everything now. Well, that all comes down to competition. And right now, Microsoft buying Activision Blizzard, it doesn't mean that Microsoft rules the space or that Sony can't compete because all Microsoft did was buy some old IPs, you know, like Call of Duty. It's not Genshin Impact. It's not PUBG Mobile. It's not as talked about or as played as much as some newer titles. And Activision Blizzard was already actively losing talent during the fallout and they went on to create new studios so the real power behind those ips a lot of that has left already it's true it's an old guy game it's an old guy game it's like you got to be like at least 30 to play it (laughs) like everybody else is just like off doing their Fortnite or minecraft and like nick that is an excellent point i didn't even think about it before but you're right Microsoft owns Mojang. They own Minecraft, the most streamed game on Twitch, on YouTube. So they've already kind of monopolized that streaming space. There's nothing PlayStation can do at this point to really win it back just through some integration with Twitch. So at this point, it really just does seem like a waste of money. I mean, I know my kids, they watch Minecraft videos. They watch it on YouTube. they're not going to Twitch. They're not going to PlayStation. Yeah, honestly, like when you own Minecraft, is there really a competition anymore? <laughs> like it's it's ridiculous. My kids the same way, like it's Minecraft streamers. And for a little bit there, it was uh, among us. She plays Minecraft. Hell, she she mods Minecraft at this point, you know, but only because she watches the people do it on YouTube. <laughs> And that will do it for this segment of The Last 28. I would like to thank Adam and Nick for joining me and giving more insight into our little slice of the Michigan gaming scene and life as Twitch streamers. Thank you, gentlemen. It's been a pleasure. Yo, glad to be here. If you would like to catch them on stream, you can catch Adam streaming on Twitch under LaserDaddy. L-A-Z-R-D-A-D-D-Y. And you can catch Nick streaming on Twitch under Tree Wizard. That's T-R-E-E-W-I-Z-A-R-D-D-D. The Big Impact. In this segment, I talk about a game that has impacted the community as a whole in a very large and noticeable way. For this 28, that title is Call of Duty. Call of Duty is old, dated, and apparently incredibly important. In art, 
it would be referred to as the negative space. It is usually in the background, sometimes the largest space in the picture, but is rarely the subject of discussion. The acquisition of Activision has increased discussion around Call of Duty and made me realize a fundamental fact. Call of Duty is too big to replace. There isn't another company that is large enough or foolish enough to devote the amount of resources to Call of Duty that Activision has. It may be bland, it may seem boring, but it is a monumental undertaking for something that even the most casual of consumer is familiar with. With the acquisition and the eventual restructuring of Activision and certain reduction in ambition, it must be noted that Call of Duty Vanguard is most likely going to be the last of its kind. The Swell. In The Swell, I will talk about games or publishers or developers that are doing something that is going to eventually change the industry. Not today, not tomorrow, but maybe a year, two years, three years down the road, we will see their influence in a positive way. Handy Games is looking more and more like they have that eye for Nintendo-level talent. Alijo and One Hand Clapping are as surprising as they are hidden. Premium, high-quality, unique and atmospheric titles that at first glance seem to be another indie title, but are so much more. One Hand Clapping has a novel input mechanism, sound. A microphone is used like a button. Making noise presses that button. On its own, it is a gimmick. But just as Nintendo turns novel into magical, One Hand Clapping achieves greatness through incredible level design. Alijo swaps atmosphere for pure charm, but keeps design tight and intentional. Taking the principles of non-violent Metal Gear and marrying that to an art direction and story that would fit snugly between Nintendo and Pixar, El Ijo feels like a Nintendo title that has traveled the world. These two titles are cementing Handy Games, one of the lesser-known pieces of the Juggernaut Embracer Group, as a herald of the future of gaming. By the numbers. In this segment, I'm going to discuss the numbers of something, whether it be unit sales of a title, whether it be the financial earnings of a publisher, or the number of creative members that have left a team for a project that is still ongoing. The point of By the Numbers is to give some hard evidence, some hard number context to something that is happening. In the past 28 days, Nintendo Switch and PlayStation 5 have sold 2 million units, and the Xbox series has sold 1 million. Brand fanning aside, these numbers should seem a little odd. In Japan, every time a PlayStation 5 and Xbox series is sold, about 5 Nintendo Switch units are sold. This isn't much of a change for Xbox sales in Japan, but it is a major change for PlayStation sales. A range of console competition that covers the price points of 200 USD, 300 USD, and 500 USD compared to PlayStation's $400 and $500 offerings, with the lack of Japanese sales, should put the PS5 on par with the Xbox series. There is actually a pretty simple explanation for this odd disparity. The PS5 scalping plague. Currently, there are 29,000 listings on eBay for US sellers that have sold PS5s with an average of 30 units sold or being sold per listing based on units available 
and the number of units previously sold. Assuming that every PS5 bought from a scalper was a PS5 sold to a scalper from Sony stock, we can estimate that scalpers have purchased at least 5% of all PS5s sold in the United States alone. Assuming that number stays relatively even, with nothing stopping scalpers, that means that there is likely 5% of PS5s reported as being sold that are likely waiting to be sold again, and are not actively being used, aka not part of the actual install base. This would put the PlayStation 5 real install base at 17 million, instead of 18 million sold, which would put it alongside the Xbox Series sales numbers. This makes more sense when you consider that the PS5 and Xbox Series X shortages seem equal, but there seems to be no shortage of Xbox Series S on store shelves. Most likely, the amount of Series S consoles we see on store shelves are equal to the amount of PS5s sitting with scalpers instead of on shelves or in the hands of users. Whether or not the scalper-aided shortage is driving impulse FOMO purchases is not being considered here. Only that the amount of PS5s being reported as being sold isn't calculated quite the same as Nintendo Switch and Xbox Series sales numbers, both of which have much smaller scalper bases. And that will do it for this episode of The Last 28. As always, if you would like to contact Home Arcade Console Hobbyist, you may do so through email, and that is hobby at gmail.com, or you may do so through Twitter, and that is at hobby.